Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Nobody does Radio Row like NBC Sports Radio. Exclusive broadcast continues with more live coverage from Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Can't beat that. Now, here's Florio. Sports Radio, NBCSN. Hello once again to our good friends in the UK and in Ireland on Sky Sports. Enjoying the program. Look who we have here. Super Look Bowl who we have here. Sean Payton, one of the great coaches in the National Football League. And you were talking a minute ago about surprise onside kick from Super Bowl 44. And there's been so much talk about what they can do to make the onside kick more of an exciting play in the NFL. Although you saw a few onside Listen, kicks. Listen, trust me. Go the other just way. Just play us. It'll be an exciting play. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we were hoping for like four. We got everyone there. I said, Darren. No, we had our, we had our challenges with that play. But, but overall, we've seen the percentages drop dramatically yeah. given the new configuration of the kickoff. You can't have the running start. The onside kick is such an important part of the game. Not just from a surprise standpoint, but when a team is trailing by multiple scores late in the game, you want to give that team a chance to get back into it. Do you have any thoughts as a member of the competition committee on this fourth and 15? I'm not a big fan of the fourth and 15. Me neither. And and one quarterback's going to get hit and and, and his shoulder's going to get separated on fourth and 15. And and you're going to say quickly, you know, I understand the safety relative to the onside kick. I think we can improve. I I think we can improve how we do it. You know, inside of three minutes, you know, let's allow maybe a, a little bit more flexibility. But right. there's not. I think the most exciting finish to an NFL game or any game for that matter is score, onside kick, recover, score. Right. Like that, and that's happened a handful of times. And and to be on the winning end of that, which I have been, and also on the losing end of it. Uh, so, I, I think the mindset of looking at ways to to we we have to keep that opportunity alive. In other words, we can't. We can't have a team taking a knee with, with, with more time left than, than we do right now. Right. And I think that we will. And, and I think it was discussed last year. It was brought up. Uh, but I think 
we're going to pay a little bit more attention to just the actual onside kick itself. Um, but w what has changed is the alignment on kickoffs in general. And so I don't know 10 years ago if we opened the second half with the current configuration of where eight players are. Yeah, right. We were counting on Hank Basket to leave, and he actually played it pretty, played it pretty, pretty well. Good. Yeah, right, he, right. he stayed at home. Right. And so um, you, you, you statistically are just going to have less surprise attempts. But how do, we, uh, how do we improve the obvious onside kick one is something we're looking at. When did you know you were going to call it? Like, what day of the week did you finally go, you know what, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come out in the second half and do it, this? It started with we were looking for an opportunity to steal possession. Peyton was playing so well. Their offense was playing so well. You know, the concern we had was we're back here in Miami. They just had won a Super Bowl here three years prior against right. the Bears. They're at the same hotel room. Um, and part of it was also we're playing to win this game. So there's two elements that go into that, literally trying to take a possession away, but also your team understanding, hey, we're going to be aggressive. Right. So – the night before, and I would rarely talk in a special teams meeting, it just grabbed everyone for five minutes and I said, hey, we've had a great week. All right, and it's going to come down to the details. I mean, Garrett Hartley hit three. He was three for three at field goals over 40 yards. That was that was significant. Meanwhile, they miss a 41-yarder and leave us field position. But the message was we're going to be aggressive, and when, when we call this, and I'm telling you we're calling it, I can't tell you when we're going to call it. You right. guys got to make, make, make me right, and then defense, you're ready for a quick change. So that was that, and then it wasn't until halftime. And then there were a few mistakes that were almost made. You know, the direction we were traveling initially were going to be left to right, which would have put that kick on the Colts' sideline. And so we had, we had, had the ball on offense in the first half. That means we chose which, which end we wanted to defend, and I chose the wrong end heading into the locker room, made the decision, came back out, and then yeah. quickly said, wait a minute, I want to go the other way. Right. And so when you have a scrum like we had for that five minutes. The longest scrum I've ever seen in the football game. It helps game. if it's on your sideline. Right. It <laughs> I mean, right, right. it doesn't hurt. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Enough people are yelling Saints ball. Right. So, um, no, it, uh, and look, credit the players. And, and what, was, what was most important, though, wasn't just recovering. It was the six, five, six-play sequence following that scored a touchdown. Yeah. And look, Indy came back and scored that very next series. So it, it just got momentum going, but it also left Peyton. You know, that half ended with us kicking a field goal and then started with us, and it, and it just seemed like there was an hour and a half went by before Peyton was yeah, back underneath yeah, the center. You know, right. And that's right. a long time. Yes, it is. When the Chiefs and the 49ers play in the Super Bowl on Sunday, will you be able to watch it as a fan? Can you ever turn off that, that constant looking and probing, nah, thinking it's, it's is hard. There something for next year that yeah. I can glean from this game from either team? I, it's hard. Um, yeah, I, I try to make sure you watch it in an environment where you can kind of hear hear the broadcast right. and, and, and watch the game as opposed to we've all been in that environment where, you're, you know, you're kind of – there's a lot going on and all of a sudden it's halftime. Yeah. You know, I, and I hopefully uh, – and I think uh, we'll be able to this year. Um, yeah, but – Look, both of these teams do a lot of good things offensively, and, and uh, they're extremely fast, both of them. Yeah. And, and you feel it when you watch them. And we, we played San Francisco, and, and you got a chance firsthand to, to see these guys, the running backs, and, and Debo's, you know, this young receiver, watching right. him run Debo and move. Samuel, yeah. Man, he's going to get three or four handoffs, and, and you're going to have to defend him right. in the running game. And then, obviously, what Kansas City does with their speed. So, there are two teams that you can feel their speed. But to answer your question, it, it's, it's, it's a little different. I mean, I, I know this. I can eat like the regular fan can during the game. <laughs> I don't know good. if I can watch it That's the same good. way, but certainly 
gravitate to all the things. Worry that, about your meat, right? Yeah, that, about, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, worry about your meat. I'm going to Whole Foods after <laughs> a game. Amazing. I'm just wanting to relax. <laughs> One of the best responses of the that's year. One of the great you. stories of the year. That we was got awesome. another good story though from Alvin Kamara. He was here earlier this week on that same topic. Not meat though, but fish. What's with throwing oh, dead fish we, around the we, meeting yeah. room after you beat Seattle? So <laughs> we, we, have, we always have some type of, like, unique celebration after a win, you know, and depending on the team you play, you know, and so we, we, we always see the Seattle scene, and it's Fox. They cut to, you know, the, the fish market, yes, right? And right, so, right. Uh, so we, it was players of the game, practice squad players, and we had, man, I'm telling you, we had a cooler full uh, of these fish. And I didn't realize how big they were. It, it was all planned, but not literally practiced. Right. And we got down there, and Jay Romick and, and our, our, our staff do a great job. And I'm trying to haul these fish, and, and it was difficult because the, the team meeting room was on a slope. The fish weigh like 40 pounds, and, and the You're players are going crazy. The, crowd, and the fish yeah. is flying around in this. We had like 14 fish, and then I've got somebody who's allergic, and, and he's, <laughs> he's telling me not to throw it. And I'm like, no, I'm throwing it. He's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> And it, it just, you know, it starts Wednesday off with the gets a good vibe. Yes, we, we've, right. we've done a lot of different things. And yeah. Alvin said the the meeting room stunk like dead fish it, for the rest it, of the it, week. I'm telling you, you still go in there right now and be you like, can still smell uh, it. It's just a little, right. you know, that doesn't go right. away, yeah. right? <laughs> right. It's right. like the car in Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. With, with um, you know, there was always talk about how interested you, you were, uh, Patrick Mahomes coming out in the draft. Yeah. You know, just take us back to one. Absolutely. What, what jumped out to you about him then, and just what he's become now. So we spent a day there. We, you know, had an individual day. We were we were um, picking at 11, and uh, you, what you saw on film were some of these off-schedule throws. You saw arm strength, really good arm talent. Right. Um, they threw it a lot. There, there was a lot on him in the offense he was playing. So, you know, it's a four-wide set. He's getting blitzed. Uh, you know, a lot of times they're short in protection, and he just was the spaghetti sauce uh, for a, for a decent team, not a great team. Right. And. So then it was like the second element. You've, you've done all your tape study, which was uh, pretty exhausting. We go there for a day, and it was an interesting day. We started there. We ended up at Tennessee, saw Camara, ended up uh, in Ohio State, uh, working out Lattimore and those guys. Holy cow. And, um, but he was, he was exceptional in, in the meeting that we had. We, did, you know, we do a series of tests in, in, in a room. Uh, we give him the install, actually send it to him in an email the night before put it up on the board, go through it, take us through it. We spent the better part of a whole day, had lunch with him later on, and he was very impressive and certainly a guy that was uh, a targeted player for us. And yeah. so here, here the draft comes, and the one thing that was unique is Marshawn Lattimore was sliding. Right. So now in a draft room, you've got a, a player maybe with a tick higher grade, the yeah. corner, right. and yet you've got a potential franchise quarterback, so there's always that dilemma. Right. And, uh, you know, that continued to slide, and then when you're in our seat, you want if two of them fall to ten, you know yeah. you got one of these guys. Right. And and both fell to ten. Yeah. And then Andy went to ten. Yeah. And the the question that we've never really answered is what would we have done at eleven with both available? And I uh, I don't know if we if we would have uh, changed because Lattimore's grade was so good. Yeah, he's great. And, and, you know, you're looking at a corner, uh, and there's always that. And, and it, it, the thinking is is challenging. There's always that itch. Lattimore helps your team immediately with Breeze. The other player helps your team long term. 
And so yeah. we deal with that a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, just one quick follow-up with the Mahomes thing. Like, was one of those things when you first saw him throw during that workout where you were like – fantastic. Right? You were like, oh, my gosh. I've Because I fantastic. saw a person last year, and I just – the first throw, I was like, yeah, He's fantastic. Different. Yeah. Right. We, we saw a lot, of, uh, a lot of traits that you saw with Brett. Right. When you watch Favre play. Right. And, and so his film – was one thing we couldn't wait to get down there and uh we it felt like we were there eight hours yeah and he was tremendous in the film room i mean he he was so such a likable guy and as as we all get older these players seem younger and younger and younger and he was one of those guys that you know i was you just you watched him and you just saw a high ceiling yeah you know, definitely. Yeah. There's an old saying in football that if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. You've got three, and you've got three, and they're Absolutely. all great. <laughs> and how is this going to play out for the Saints next year? Well, it's a great question. Um, I, it'll start, obviously, in the next few weeks here with Drew. Drew. Uh, he and I spoke a little bit after the season, before the Pro Bowl. Uh, I think he's going to spend time with his family and, and really give some thought to, uh, you know, playing again next year. And, and th- this will – this will end the right way. In other words, you know, I'm excited with the opportunity of him possibly coming back. I'd love to have him back. We thought he played at a high level. Yep. Um, and yet a little bit of time here at the end of the season, I think is healthy for him. Uh, and then I think that that's step one before you get into Taysom and Teddy. And, and we were fortunate. We felt like we had a great room with, with those three players. Um, we relied on Teddy, you know, and, and he went 5-0 and with us. And so when Drew get, got back, you know, we kind of – there were a few things we changed while Drew was gone. You know, Teddy changed up when we met to go through the you know, Saturday night before the, the game, the final plays. We dot plays. You know, we decided to do that before the snack, not after, and that was different. And then – so by the time Drew got back, he was gone for three or four weeks in L.A. We're like, no, nah, we, we're doing this now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's, yeah. The message is for, for all of us really right. is whenever we leave, the train keeps going. Right. And uh, – no, and, and then, of course, Taysom uh, is, is doing more and more things. and uh, He's incredible. Yeah. He's the best player on the field for either team in your playoff game. Yeah. I'm, I'm firmly convinced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's impressive. I mean, and, and you you, you got to be impressed with just every year it seems like the throwing and the decision-making as a quarterback no question. gets better, right? No question. He, one thing is hard to uh, – the people that aren't in our division, you know, the, the Atlanta, Tampa Bay, I think Carolina see enough of each other, but his strength – relative to his, his lower body and, and his ability to, to, to block and leverage people. He, he just loves playing football. And, and so Amazing. when you watch him, it's, it's kind of contagious. You, know, yeah. you see it with our, with our sideline. Hey, Coach, we know you got a lot to do today. Before we let you go, tell us what you have going on with Zebra Technologies. Look, we, we've been partnered with Zebra now, the Saints, uh, for over three years. The league is, and it's just player tracking. You know, our ability to put chips in the shoulder pads. Right. We, we partnered strictly for injury uh, reduction, training camp. You know, when we, we talk about reducing a practice, how long we're on the field, but it's, it's, it's doing so much for us now besides that. You know, we're able to help it in the evaluation process. The Senior Bowl this year, these players are tracked. So when you go back to watch the film of Patrick Mahomes, you don't have to wait. You, you can get all the plays right away. You're not looking at socks to see if this is the right corner in the game. Um, it's in the balls now. You know, we're able to track rotation of balls, spin rate, um, I think you're gonna, it's not long before we see this thing, you know, helping us with the ball crossing the plane. How about the punt that goes out of bounds and, and the one official runs until the other one waves his hand right, up? Right, like that's like the most unexact science ever. Yeah, right? there ever could be. Right. And, but it's for, for everyday use, our, our, our fans see it at Target, you know, and it's a simple barcode system 
that helps you just locate track and, and be more accurate. All right, toughest thing all day, right here, right now. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Man, yep, that's, listen, I'm looking at both these bobbleheads. First off, you got you got a color rush game going on because they're both in, like, dark jerseys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Don't want to be colorblind. That's when we did, like, way. the red and the green. Like, right. No, but it, yeah, the, thought of that? Right. Honestly, know. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Can we always have a white jersey? Yeah. Uh, yes. So I I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding your question. Okay, good job. I, I, I'm going to say this, though. This this number ten from Eastern Illinois. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, he too. is. We he spent, is. A, spent a lot of time talking about Texas Tech here, and yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I hear you, know? you. Giving him some respect, this, he deserves it. And you guy, saw it. You saw it at home. What he can do with the game on the line. Absolutely. We haven't seen it in the playoffs. It's not his fault. They can't stop him from running the football. Right. right? That's right. Green Bay's problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But he he had a great year, and uh, I, honestly, I'm excited to watch this game. Yeah. Good. Good job dodging the question. You're a yeah. pro. Yeah. I have to. I mean, <laughs> no, I, you I, do. I, I have it's all to. good. Don't worry. <laughs> great seeing you as always. Thanks for including us on your tour on behalf of Zebra Technologies. We'll be back with Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald on PFT Live right after this. ABC Sports Radio is back. Live radio road coverage from Super Bowl 54 in Miami. So let's get going. This is Pro Football Talk Live with Mike Florio. Who's the work for right here? Who's the work for all that training you did? All everything you do is for this right here. Come on, hey. Come on. You're living the dream. How bad you want it? How bad you want it? How bad you want it? Make the big play, huh? Make the big play. Huh? Controlled aggression. Controlled aggression. Come on. Controlled aggression. Controlled aggression. All that. Yep. All that. Controlled aggression. Be great. Be great. Be great. Nothing less. Joins us now. Here he is, up, the man? greatest defensive player in the National Great Football League, Good. Pittsburgh's own Aaron Donald. He's looking on fly. The set. Perfect timing. Woo! Check out that chain. New chain, he too. Is you the didn't man. have that last year. Listen, <laughs> that's new I money. How, I don't know how much you pay attention to us, Aaron Donald, but I will tell you this. Between Chris Sims and me, you have fans for life. We recognize greatness, and you are greatness epitomized, and it is great to have you with us oh, again. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I think you really are like the – you. You, to me, have created a stat we talk about a lot in football because your greatness goes way beyond the stats. Like, I always talk about, you know, I can't say the word. I call it the F up the play stat, yeah. right? Because you ruin so many play designs, somebody else gets to tackle, but you have no statistic for it. And I really think they need to invent the category because of somebody just like you. You know, just, just trying to be disruptive, you know, yeah. trying to do everything I can, to, you know, affect the play, slow play down. And, um, you know, when you tend to do that, you – Players tend to make plays. You tend to, you know, make big plays and tend to win games. So that's, that's just how I play. I, li I like negative plays, too. So I like I like. Oh, I, I know like you that. do. I may have told you this when you were with us in Minnesota a couple years ago, but your general manager, Les Snead, he, he actually was relieved when you were holding out from offseason work because they could get things done. Because <laughs> they can't even do a walkthrough with Aaron Donald around. He blows up the walkthrough. You know, you, you got to push your guys, you know. Uh, we all trying to make each other better, you know. So, you know, I always went by. My dad always told me, you know, you practice the way you play. So. I'm always at that mentality when I'm out there, you know, on the field practicing and just trying to, you know, work on my craft and trying to, you know, have success. So, You're the best. I don't care who wins NFL defense MVP. You're still the best <laughs> defense player in the football. It, 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 it's just true. I think we've talked about this a it's, lot this year. I mean, well you're not going to get it because you didn't get to the playoffs, and we know that's part of the whole you know, thing. But you're still the best yeah, in the game. Who's a guy that Aaron Donald, like, gets wowed by on defense and football? 
Um, there's a lot of guys. See, I'm, I'm always watching the D lineman. Like, yeah. you know, you got Flex. Flex, that's, right? He's a guy that's explosive, big, and that, that can move and do right. a lot of different things. JJ Watt consistently, you know, dominate. You know, um, Joey Bosa, both of the Bosa brothers, right? You know, Freaks. <laughs> they like they like twins. They like they they rush the same. They walk the same. So that, they pretty good players, man. But and I watch a lot of players, you know, and just from afar, you know, um, watch their success and you know sometimes watching them motivate me to go do something on Sunday. So um, there's a lot of guys in the league. I, I know I ain't say a lot of names. Well, I've been saying like Chris Jones is like yeah, I'm to a me, fan of his. One I, of the dis- yeah, most disruptive. I, I like guys when like we play too. a team, watching the film with him because he he got he got technique with him. You know, he can do a lot of different things. So, right. Um, you know, he's he's definitely a guy that I watch and I respect. So, yeah. do you pick things up watching other great players that you can actually add to your game? Um, you, you try, but everybody's different. You know, there's some moves that a guy can that that mastered and great at that you know probably my body type won't won't do because I'm not you know ain't got the longest arms. You know, but you know you just got to stay in your own lane pretty much. But you watch things that guys do and you trying to you know do it with your own type of little swag with it. So. Well, where's your like freak athleticism come from? Who is it? Mom, dad? What? I mean, where? Where? <laughs> I, w- I would say both. Both? Know? Yeah, they they they, right, they made one. So they, they, I mean, <laughs> I just yeah. so, but um, you know, I grew up playing, you know, you like For running back and linebacker since little league. So, um, growing up, I always thought I'd be a running back, you know. But <laughs> I, I ate my be fair. <laughs> I ate my way out that position. So, um, you know, so you know, started playing defensive line probably when I was around 12, 13. And, and just been stuck there ever since. Yeah, so. you have. Yeah. When you line up, what do you sense from offensive linemen? They have to just be like, oh, God, why this week? Why do I have to try to stop <laughs> um, this guy? You hear a lot of guys um, making sure the center going to slide their way. So, um, you know, you play good good linemen that, you know, that's confident, but, you know, they still going to have a game plan at the end of the day. They're trying to find ways that you don't disrupt the game and make them big plays. So, um, you know, it's definitely tough. Definitely this season got a lot more attention. So, like I tell people, man, I definitely had to work for, for it this year. You know, they, they ain't make it easy on me at all. So No. Um, we got enough time for one more? We got we time got, for yeah, one more. I want, I want you to 49ers, Chiefs. Oh, no, actually, we don't. No, we don't. We got uh, yeah, 30 seconds. Jumped off. We got, okay. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We got to take a radio break, but we're going to hold you through. We got a little TV segment we'll do after that. But Aaron Donald, the man. And I'll tell you what, that that necklace, that's, that's Pittsburgh. the Pittsburgh skyline. That's Pittsburgh. That I know, is the awesome. Yeah. The Fort Pitt Bridge, the Golden Triangle, that is awesome. If I had money, I'd buy one. Well, <laughs> he's going to give it to me uh, when mo- he's out of mo- here today. Mo- that is awesome. awesome. <laughs> we'll be back with more. Check that out. More Aaron Donald. <laughs> Ooh, can't hide money. <laughs> Football fever continues right now on NBC Sports Radio. You're reporting live from Radio Row at Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, back to your host, Mike Mike Florio. Derrick Henry throws it, jump pass in the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Henry to Corey Davis. Oh my goodness, that play is from the 1800s. That's a jump pass for the ages right there. Oh, Lamar Jackson with some uh, some, some words that we cannot repeat yeah. on TV or radio. Derrick Henry, the guy who threw that jump pass, the dagger for the Ravens in the divisional round. He joins us now. Derek, great to see you, buddy. How are you? Doing good. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, come on. I mean, we want to have you. You're the man right now. I mean, first off, it's just amazing seeing you in person, okay? I'm just going to wax poetically about you because we had Aaron Donald here as a specimen, and it's almost like, damn, who was the defensive tackle? Who was the running back in that, that scenario? Aaron Donald's pretty big. That's a big dude. He's a big dude, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he probably could beat you. In our, who makes you feel small? What, what player in football have you seen to go, damn, that guy right there is gigantic because everybody says that about you when, when they see you. 
Trent Brown. Trent Brown? Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. He looks like he ate three of you. That dude is, that's a big dude. Yeah. That's a huge dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Trent Brown's, is he, I guess him or Calais Campbell are the two biggest guys. Six, on yeah, Calais right? Campbell. I'm sorry about like Calais Campbell, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some big dudes. Right. Yes, sir. Big yeah. dudes. So, hey, you're a big dude in your own right, man. What you did late in the year, 1,500 rushing yards, uh, the, the NFL's rushing leader, uh, it's just incredible to watch. And it seems like as a game goes on, and this is a lost start in the NFL, the running back who gets better and better and better as the game goes on. It reminds me of back in the 70s and the 80s. We don't mm. see that much anymore. What is it that allows you to keep getting better and better as the game goes on? I think um, just getting a feel for the game. I think uh, – Definitely, you know, the touches, I feel like the more touches that I get, the more I get a feel for the game. And then, you know, I get I get better as the game goes on. And, you know, I credit out to my teammates. They do a great job of, of blocking, you know, finishing blocks. And I think that's just a mindset, you know, as far as us as a team. And, you know, I, I just had to go out there and do my job. What kind of sounds do you hear from defensive players as as they try to tackle you? Because I feel like they just they, they have enough of it by halftime. And I think that's a big part of it. We don't want to take that 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 punishment anymore trying to get in this guy's way. Yeah, I think um I'm just I'm just so locked in and so zeroed in that I don't even like I don't even like be paying attention to like the defense until, you know, after the game or, you know, if I, you know, see highlights of something after the game. But I'm 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 so zeroed in that I don't even hear anything yeah, to, to my, what Mike said about the game I'm also like intrigued by the way the season goes for you too it seems uh -huh. like later in the season like what is it about November and December where you just seem the last few years to be a little bit more effective than maybe September or October yeah I don't I'm, I, I really I can't you can't put a I can't even put a can't figure it yeah, out I can't figure it out and I hope it just it keeps happening I hope it keeps rolling like that but I definitely would like to start that momentum earlier but I mean however it plays out as long as I finish strong um I'll, I'll be happy with that because this it's a marathon not a sprint because you 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 put together like some weeks maybe early in the season like you've been doing the last few years late in the season you're you're gonna you're gonna flirt with 2,000 yards but it just seems like you know you kind of get off it's like the o-line and you guys don't get rolling <laughs> really right away you know what I mean uh you know but I, like I said as long as we you know we finish, we finish on a on a great note, and you know those those guys do do a great job, and you know I definitely appreciate those guys, every single one of those guys on my team, you know, on that offense. So you know, um, but yeah, it was definitely a special year as far as us, you know, finishing, you know, with rushing and all and all those great things. Yeah. Okay, it's time for us to get real because we are proponents of players getting paid every penny that they are worth, and it is time for Derrick Henry to get paid, paid and to get paid a lot of money. What are your goals? What are your objectives with this free agency that is looming? I know they've got the franchise tag, and they're mm -hmm. probably going to use it if they have to. But what are you hoping to have happen on the other end of this contract that's expiring? Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to work something out, you know, with the Titans and so I can stay with the Titans. You know, I love the team. I love the organization. I love the fans, and I, I love the city. So, you know, hopefully something gets worked out, you know, you know when all this – stuff starts and maybe even before you know free agency hits in, in march so that's my that's my main my main focus how about this super bowl matchup you got to see kansas city twice you know one i want to just hear the the general scouting report about the chiefs but even like i'm just intrigued by mm -hmm. what you felt changed between that first matchup and the second matchup about their defense first matchup you run for 180 something yards you know, last uh, two weeks ago in the, in the championship game, of course, you don't even get to 100. What was the big difference in their defense, you think, from the regular season to the playoffs? Yeah, um, yeah. that first matchup, I felt like we did a, a, did, a, did a great job of running the ball, controlling the line of scrimmage, you know, in that first matchup. In the second matchup, I felt like 
we were, we were we were we were doing a great job. They were doing a great job on defense, and um, you know, um, Ryan was doing a great job at throwing the ball. She was catching the ball, and um, at, at one point we were up seventeen seven. Yeah, and um, uh, they got the ball back and went uh, and scored again. So it was seventeen fourteen. I think we got the ball back before before halftime. Had to be like two maybe two, yeah two minutes and like some like like two minutes and thirty seconds left. And, right. Um, we started on that drive, and then they got the ball back with like a minute and something left, and Patrick Mahomes ran the ball in right. and took him up 21-17 uh, before yep. halftime. And I think, um, you know, then they got the ball at halftime and right. scored again. So the offense is just is just so explosive. And if you're playing behind against the offense, it's going to be hard to, you know, try to catch up. So. so you put it almost more on the offense, just their offense changing the game, and it kind of took you guys out of what you could, you what you really wanted to do and how you wanted to play. Well, I think if you, if you get behind on them, and then it's hard to catch up. Don't get me wrong; I think the defense did a great job. Yeah, I they got, got great you. players on defense. They played a physical, played a physical game. They're physical off the line of scrimmage. So yeah, uh, a lot of credit goes to their defense as well. But that offense is just, just, it's, it's, it's special. It's yeah. 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 You guys had a, a strange situation this year with the quarterback change from Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill, and it seemed to go as smoothly as something like that could possibly go. I think that's a credit to Marcus. But when did you know Ryan Tannehill was going to be as good as he was this year? Man, um, I think that first preseason game, you know, because I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't travel, and um, I just I, I watched at home. I thought he did a great job then, and, you know, throughout the whole preseason. I thought I thought he did a great job, and um, you know when he stepped in, you know it was a it was it was an adjustment, you know from him from from Marcus to him, and then and as I as I watched him and, and as he played, and you know as the season went on, I was like, dude can play, yeah, and um, you know it definitely showed and definitely showed you know us show us as an offense, you know the chemistry that we built and how we were playing together, you know everything was clicking for us. You're like you got some unreal highlight runs the last few years. I mean, stiff arms, breaking tackles, whatever. What's 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 Derrick Henry's favorite play? Like, what's the one you look at and you're the most proud of of what you did? Honestly, I don't I don't really have a favorite play right not now. Not even the 99 yarder. You're not even on that yet. Um, no, I don't really like to do that while I'm while I'm playing. I think whenever it's all said and done, I can look back and you know look look at the things I accomplished right now. I just. Just all focus on how I can get better. Like yeah. what? What can I do be, to be better than I was? You know, than the year before. You're incredibly humble, man. You really are. That's the one thing that jumps out to me. I mean, you won the Heisman. You never know it. You're one of the best in the game. You never know it. I, I respect that about you a Thank lot. You, I appreciate it. Thank and, you. and also a high school. Oh, track we got to show. My this. goodness, we got the graphic. We got, we got a <laughs> high school game school. log. Holy crap! Well, well I mean, Stop the NFL can't tackle them. How Stop the hell the is high fight. school kids gonna They're tackle? They're already them? dead. What? Look at this. Five hundred and ten yards on forty-five carries in game four. It was crazy. With six touchdowns. It was crazy. Holy cow! Game 11, 57 carries. What do they? Crazy. They play a hundred-minute game in high school. How do you get fifty-seven <laughs> carries in one game? It was. Uh, I think it was a, that was a playoff game, and that's how. Did hot, it go to ten overtimes? I mean, that's how it was in high school. I just wanted the ball. I told my coaches, "Give me the ball. I want the ball." That's unbelievable. And that, that's the Kyle Shanahan approach to uh, you think? the running game. I've if never they can't uh, stop it. Just keep, keep doing it. it. Yes. I have never seen four thousand next to a running back for the year in stats. Uh, that is that is unbelievable. You always knew, like, you played running back growing up all the way. Like, nobody ever said, like, you're too big. Like, played defensive end. Did, did nobody ever threatened you that way or tried to change you? Well, well, whenever I got to high school and, you know, how big I was, people would just be like, man, they might move you to defense because how big you is and stuff like that. But I always played running back since I was a kid. That's what I fell in love with. That's the position I, you know, I love to play. I think I, I was a big um, – 
LT fan, Ladanian Thomason fan. I think, you know, watching him, Eddie George, Ricky Williams, right. Sean Alexander, right. Larry Johnson, like me as a kid. No, those are your guys. Yeah, those, those are the guys I watch. All due yeah. respect to all those guys, Derek, but I've said this multiple times this season. You're today's Jim Brown, without question. Big, fast, strong, get out of my way. And there hasn't been another guy like you, I really believe, since Jim Brown, with everything that you do and the size that you bring. Yeah. And just the un- when you take over a game, I, Jim Brown played before my time, mm-hmm. but I mean that was always the epitome of running backs, and I see him in you. All those other guys, again, all due respect to them, but that's who I. When I see you, I see Jim Brown. Oh, thank you. Uh, I thank you. I appreciate that. That's a. That's pr- I appreciate. That's I can't even say thank you. That's a legend in my eyes. That's like somebody you hear of growing up. I've been hearing about him since growing up as a kid. So for you saying that, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, yeah, and, Jim and, Brown is a physical freak yes, like you. Yes, sir. You'll be adding to the trophy case as the FedEx Ground. Player of the Year. You're one of the nominees along with Nick Chubb and Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you're going to win it. Tell people where they can vote for Derrick Henry to win that award. Yeah, you can vote at uh, NFL.com uh, slash FedEx, or you can go to NFL Twitter to vote. Um, voting ends at 3, 3 p.m., and um, uh, FedEx is doing a great job uh, donating $20,000 to USO on behalf of the Aaron Ground uh, Players of the Year. Awesome. It's a great thing, and I'm, I'm happy and grateful I'm here to announce that. Yeah, along with uh, the quarterback nominees, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, the Aaron Ground Player of the Year. Derek, you're going you're gonna to win this one. Way to go, FedEx. I mean, it's a pretty crazy year. I mean, you, to think about where he came from. I mean, in the middle of the year, we were talking about Christian McCaffrey, MVP, like that. And then and you, you still just, should. Still should. Well, yeah. Does that, does that, well, well, I want to ask you that. Does that piss you off sometimes that it's like the MVP is always quarterback? Like, you ever look at it and go, like, can we stop? Can we give the MVP to somebody else other than the quarterback in football? I think Christian McCaffrey definitely should be considered and uh, Michael Thomas because, yes, they had were remarkable. Right. And there's no reason why they shouldn't be in the conversation for it. Yeah. 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 We had Michael Thomas on our short list as well. It always seems to go to the quarterback. It always. The quarterback yeah. of the best team. But then you look at Mark Jackson, just like, how can well, you Well, yeah, it's a special year exactly. for him. I get yeah. you. I Let get me tell you, you what, though. Like Chris said, if you have a wire-to-wire season like you've had late in the year, you're going to get 2,000 yards, and you're going to be the MVP. And it could be as soon as next year. If, if God's willing, I definitely – would we'll love for it to happen, but gotta gotta keep working. We're gonna test your uh, your teammate knowledge here. Okay, we got a little face mashup. All right, okay. two players on your team mashed together. You gotta tell us who that I is. I definitely know who that is. You know who? Yes, that's uh, Ryan Tannehill and Coach Brayville. Oh, you're right. It's, well I couldn't done. figure that. It almost oh, looks done. like Matt Lafleur right there. Now uh, I I got this one. I think. Go ahead, Derek. Who is it? That's me. You? Yeah, I'm with you and you and. I think I know who it is. I want to think. I, is that is that? Uh, can I say it? Jarrell Casey? Nope. Deion Lewis. Damn, I wouldn't have got. I like. Uh, oh, Deion. Yeah, I couldn't see the. Yeah, and I see the head. Yes, it's Deion. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> One more. Is that it? Here we go. Who's this? Whoa. I have no. I know it's. AJ oh, Brown. I know AJ Brown. AJ Brown and Logan Ryan. How about Logan that? Logan Ryan. Oh, Damn, man, that's, that's the first crazy. one we've done that actually looks like a real guy. That it does. Like I, 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 that's that's like like, like, oh, like, I don't even look like a mashup. Match the with anyone? Right. That's I don't crazy. see Logan Ryan in there at, at all. Yeah, I don't see him. All. I don't know. Well, hey, Derek, it's great talking to you, and it's fun watching you. I will tell you what, it, it and I wanted to get you to stiff arm Chris Sims. Maybe you can on the way out. But go ahead, give me a push. Let me feel. I couldn't do that to you. I couldn't do that to you. All right, fine. I'll do it to you. We're gonna take a break. We'll have more PFT Live right after this if Chris survives the break. <laughs> 
with more live Radio Row coverage from Super Bowl 54 in Miami. We are NBC Sports Radio. And this is Pro Football Talk Live. It's, hey, this is Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey, man, get back to the hotel. You got a game in three days. Don't be riding that bike around Pro Football Talk Live. This is the final segment of the Radio TV Simulcast. We're going to be here for two more hours with more and more guests. This is our first segment, like in an hour. We don't have a guest. I don't know what to do. I know. What I gotta are we actually, about? I got to talk to you. That's How about this? Like no, disappointing. No, you don't have to talk to me. Okay, good. You did talk to Dak Prescott. I did. We are going to play some of what you talked about with Prescott, and then we'll react to it on the other side. Here's Chris with Dak Prescott from earlier in the week. Are you the type of guy that will, like, call Aaron Rodgers just to be like, let me get a feel for my coach? Or No, I didn't think no, you would be. No, not at all. Um, I, don't, I don't care to, to get a, a, a feel from somebody else off of their judgment or their relationships. I know relationships are completely individual, uh, and I don't even want to warp my mind off of what somebody else thinks. Damn, you're good, man. You're, you're good. Sure. You got all the right answers. <laughs> you really do. Um, you know, you're, you're – for you as a quarterback, I know you're not used to this kind of interview. <laughs> I love I it. I know though. you're not. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, when you, when you like, who, who are quarterbacks that you like watching right now in football? Like, who, who's the guys that you're excited on a Sunday night or a Monday night when you're done with your day or whatever? Yeah. You just go, let me check this this guy out. Uh, probably the most excited the guy that's playing this Sunday. Yeah, uh, he Mahomes. is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, anytime I've got a, anytime he's on or I've got to break down a team that he's played. That's one of the first games that, that I'm going to go watch. Uh, just how aggressive he is, how talented he is. Um, then, then you combine that with the way Andy Reid calls, calls the game, right. aggressive, and then with the talent he has around him. That offense and what he does uh, is just so impressive, so fun to watch. But there's, there's, there's tons of other guys around the league. Now, is it an upgrade or a downgrade that you guys went from mattress last year to couch this year? Uh, it, well, it was a downgrade. I had fun with him on the couch last year. That's how I broke. That's why, like, when he was, like, looking, I said, you're not used to an interview like this because some of the people that were around him, they were laughing. And I know he, last year, I was on the mattress with him, and I told him, you know, you big, I'll be big spoon, you be little spoon, right? Look at him, look at me last, last year. He's going, wait. No, we just that, met. you know what? That's the look that he gave you if you're watching on TV. <laughs> When you suggested that he would take a team-friendly oh, yeah, contract, you're right. There was two that moments. was the side eye you're right. from Dak Prescott when you when you dared to say you yeah. seem like a good guy, you seem like a team guy. Look You'll take him. a team-friendly contract, right, right? Yeah, no, that's not, that's gone out the door. And that was one of those questions when you ask it, and you go, "Man, that was a stupid question." Before it's even out of your mouth, uh, well, it, but I mean, if if that's your filter, you're gonna feel that way all the time. Well, you're right, you're right. But he's. Uh, I'm just so impressed being around the guy. I mean, you know, I think, again, when you just talk about franchise quarterbacks and being a leader and being a man and a leader of other men, that's to me where Dak Prescott, forget about the talent he brings to the table, but just like, you know, you see how he answers those questions. You know, are you going to ask, are you going to call Aaron Rodgers? You know, I don't care. I respect Aaron Rodgers, whatever, but I'm going to take this for what it's worth hey, when I meet the guy. The and go last from there. guy I want information from about Mike McCarthy is Aaron Rodgers, right? I, all due respect to yeah. everyone involved. Right. It ended badly. Yeah. I don't want to hear Aaron Rodgers' skewed assessment of Mike McCarthy. I'm going in with a clean slate on Mike McCarthy. I don't want anything about the biases, prejudices, conclusions after 10 years. All I'm worried about is right now, new coach, I'm going to make my own opinions and I'm going to come to my own conclusions. And I don't think McCarthy would appreciate 
me going around to all these guys that, that knew my McCarthy in Green Bay Very and true. finding out information right. because it's not all going to be good. Right. Yeah. And, he, you know, he said some other things, too, that he just he was, all, he was really excited about Mike McCarthy. He knows he's a guy that's been there and been to the pinnacle and done it. I think that really excite him, excites him. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm really interested. You know, I know we talk about uh, Brady Breeze. That's dominating the quarterback offseason conversation. But. You know, this Dak Prescott thing is going to be – I know we dove into it a little yesterday. I mean, you know, what do you do? How do you play this the right way? The Cowboys got to be delicate. They want to get their new head coach off to the right start. They don't want their quarterback not being there because he's not being compensated fairly. So – uh, the Cats said $32 million a year. Yeah. I said $31 million a year. Right. I think maybe the sweet spot is somewhere between there the, because that's the value at signing now. Forget about the new money. The average at signing. Russell Wilson currently is the highest paid at 31 8 and I think Dak is going to be in that range. And the Cowboys blew their chance to get him for less than that because they wanted to ride out that rookie contract, fourth-round deal, slotted, cheap, and now they got to pay. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have to pay. And if they use the franchise tag, I don't know this. I'm not reporting this. But if they use the franchise tag, I believe Dak Prescott will not show up for anything until they sign him to a long-term deal. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, Good it, luck getting an offense ready for the season well, that's, if he's not there. Yeah, that's where, you know, you and I talked about this earlier in the week where I, I would like it if that do, does become the case, all right, they franchise him. Uh, my first initial thought is if you're Dak Prescott, go to OTAs, learn the offense nope. a little bit. I'm not coming to anything. You want me there, you pay me. He's never shown anything. Let's go back to the side eye. Put the side eye back up. He is a businessman. If he wasn't a businessman, he would have taken the best offer they made to him at some point during the 2019 season. Yeah. He is going to play this out like a businessman. And we say this all the time. Hey, when the owners do it, we say, yeah. bravo. Oh, what a great You're business a titan guy of is. Yeah, Thank right, you. are an right. inspiration to right. all of us. When a player does it, he's a You're dirty, a jerk. selfish what son a of a brat. Yeah. Didn't get play, playing football. He wants more money. How dare he? Yeah. he listen, if they fr- and that's what keeps me thinking they'll get the deal done before it's time to apply the franchise tag. Once that tag is applied, it all changes. I hope so, because I, I want it to work. I don't. I like Dak Prescott, and I like the regime down there, and I you want it to be successful. To the, radio audience. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.